Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw, an early edition. This is the earliest we've ever, I don't even know, like I I don't even really need this light because there's actual natural light that comes in from the windows today. Um, Richie's not, the the things that Richie prioritizes his life are uh, Buccaneers football and then his wife, Lindsay, and uh, then the podcast. So that is the order of things that were going in i don't know what just happened to freddie but hopefully he'll be back in just a second we lost him for a whole show last week we didn't even get him for the intro this week but myself and freddie stevenson and richie barnes richie i see all decked out in your buck stuff how's it going today man good i'm excited you know the books are in a divisional round i think it's the first time since the uh super bowl run in uh what 2002 so uh, i'm pretty pumped and i you know the wife as most of y'all who, who listen know is a, is a big time saints fan so she's excited too and uh we're hoping to have a you know a, a friendly but fun night in the uh in the barnes household tonight i want to know how like i know you said that you know sometimes it it doesn't typically get heated, but like how, how much of a chance do you think it gets heated tonight? Zero chance because I, I think she feels bad for me. She's an Alabama fan. I'm a Florida state fan. So even if she's winning, she's going to say, say the saints are up by like 31 to 10. She'll look at me like, well, you know, you still had a good season. You don't have anything to be sad about. And if we're blowing them out, she'll just like, whatever. My college team just won another national championship last week. So she, she's in a really good spot. I'm in the, the vulnerable spot here. Yeah, no, for sure. The 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 big issue I foresee for you guys as oh man, we're already starting with the IPAs. The big issue that I see for you guys is if it is a close game late. Like that's the you know if it's going down to the wire and you know Breeze and Brady are throwing haymakers in the fourth quarter. That's that's where I want the live feed in the Barnes house to come on. Yeah, we, we, may, <laughs> we may have to. Well, it's funny, like one of our. Really good friends, uh, Mark and Rachel. I think you might have met him at my birthday when we were hanging out with Sam Cassell last year. Um, yeah. But she's a Pats fan. He's a Dolphins fan. And they are both like super intense to where they live together, but they watch the games in separate rooms when they play because they play twice a year. Yeah. So we're not that bad. But like I said, she she's more of a college girl um, than, than pro, but she she's a huge Camara and Drew Brees fan. So she's got her lights Camara action shirt on today. So we're, we're ready for it. Um. No, I I hope the games, and we'll get into them a little bit later. I hope the games are better today than they were yesterday. Um, you know, yesterday's games weren't very good. I don't know how much faith I have in the early game being good, but I do think the Bucks yeah. game is going to be the game of the weekend. Um, and so we'll we'll certainly talk about that a little bit later. Um, I'm waiting for Freddie because I don't want to start this yeah. transfer talk <laughs> without him. So. Um, yeah, t- Tim, I feel the same way. You know, my house is like Louisiana with my wife here. She's from New Orleans, grew up there. Uh, so I, I feel you, man, uh, living in uh, behind enemy lines, cheering for the Bucks. But yeah, but where's Freddie? He, we let him off last week. He, he, he can't skip out two weeks in a row on us. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what what the deal is here. He just messaged. He's about to join back, but now it's yeah. been a couple of minutes. I'm not sure where he is. We are lonely without. Um, I will say this. We'll get into the, oh, there he is. All right. Freddie's back. <laughs> Freddie, we lost you all week last week. I, th- I thought we were going to lose you again this week. I was like, man, he's big time. And I was like, he was all, he tricked us, but, uh, Richie was just kind of going over his Tom Brady love fest again. So I, you didn't really miss anything new. Um, how was your week? How are you doing today? What you got going on? All the above. How you doing, man? Shoot. The week was kind of crazy to start the week. I had some personal things going on, but then it, it got rolling. Everything was smooth. Yesterday, we spent a day with my daughter just um, going out, having some fun, let her get out of the house. So it's been pretty smooth. We may go to a fair today after nice. this first game. So, Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for the games. I'm excited for the weekend. Are you guys off tomorrow? Do you guys have to work tomorrow? Yeah, I'll, I'll be in. You know, it's typically uh, we consider – holidays like this a modified holiday to where you can get it off if you want but you know working in a hospital mid-pandemic i've you know there, there's not many days off uh anymore so i'll, I'll be there with the team so richie but, you are just the ultimate team player the red jersey you got the red jersey too it's just that one no I, I just have this one the, the wife bought it for me when he signed it took like six months for this jersey right. to get here I, i'm tweeting at bucks and fanatics because the season started i still ain't had it and she bought it for me in april like what are we doing guys and 
it, it finally came. They they did knock like 50 bucks off of it, which was nice. But now nah, just this one. I haven't bought a jersey probably since high school, but the wife's like, do you want a Tom Brady jersey? I'm like, well, if you're buying, I'll take it. <laughs> I, I saw somebody wearing the white jersey, and it, just, it was so clean when I saw them. Yeah. That was the first time I saw one in person. It was clean. Yeah, that's what they'll be in tonight, white on pewter. I've officially retired from buying jerseys mm-hmm. because every time I buy one, that player is just like no longer here. Like I got a Bucks jersey, I got a John Lynch jersey one year for Christmas. Next year he was in uh, Denver. Denver. You know, like I bought a Josh Freeman jersey. You saw how that turned out. <laughs> I bought a Davis jersey. Saw how that turned out. I bought a Longo jersey. Like he had just signed like a ten year deal. I bought a Longo jersey. He was gone like three years. Later. So like <laughs> I'm just done buying jerseys. Like because. I mean, and that's the thing, like Mike Evans jersey would have been a good investment, but even the Brady one, like he's gone in like two years. You know, like there's just no staying power for these jerseys. Like I, that's my problem is like team, you know, got guys bounce around too much. And so anyway, um, we talked about some transfers last week, Freddie. Um, and I want to get your take on some of them, but we were going to jump right in this week with, Defensive back Brandon Moore transferred from UCF to FSU. Um, he's coming off a knee injury. Milton obviously had high praise for him. In Milton's press conference, he even talked about, yeah, once I saw him in there, I went and vouched pretty hard for him to come. Um, another transfer, Florida State has been super active in the portal. Uh, Freddie, we really went not in-depth on every guy last week, but what are your thoughts with just overall – and then if you have any specific thoughts on anybody that's transferred in, but specific thoughts or general thoughts on, on Norvell in the transfer portal so far this cycle. Yeah, I'm, we've been killing it in the transfer portal. I would love to see how those numbers transfer over as far as the um, recruiting, the class rankings, because we've been getting some major guys um, just looking at Milton and then the guy we got from Arvin Williams and then Johnson, getting him from Georgia was big. I think he'll be able to come in from day one make a first day impact but the one that's i think is kind of led this charge is milton once milton came in i think that got a lot of guys on board and buying in and just the leadership aspect that he'll be able to provide is going to help this team going forward richie this ucf kid coming in at db what are your uh, you know have you have you looked at much about him have you heard much about him like what are your thoughts on him in general Yeah, I mean, when he was healthy, he was really good. Um, You know, he had a, just like Milton, a pretty tough knee injury. Uh, He tore his ACL and dislocated his knee. So he missed, you know, the better part of a season and a half. But he's a guy that, you know, was a legit NFL prospect early in his days at UCF where people knew this this guy's for real. Um, I think he's, it's great. You know, I was a little surprised we took another defensive back transfer when we already took McClellan from Arkansas um, and Robinson from South Carolina. But Mike Norvell, he clearly, I, I think he has a plan. And his idea was, hey, if, if this guy can help raise the floor and, you know, push that competition in the defensive back room, he, he's a guy that we need to bring in. And it probably didn't hurt that, you know, Mackenzie Milton and him, you know, they rehabbed together. They played together. They were really good um, good friends at UCF, and it's good to see them reunited. And uh, I'm not sure what his role will be. Milton did say in his press conference that he thinks, uh, you know, Bam will be more – will be 100% quicker than he will, and Milton said he's already at 90%. So uh, it sounds like they'll both be good to go for the spring, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, so speaking about Milton, I watched his – you sent over his press conference as well as Johnson's press conference um, – you know, a lot of that is, you know, good player slash coach speak. But yeah, that was one of the big things I took away from him is Milton said if he could, if, if there was a game this weekend, he could go, right? He would go and he'd be there, um, you know, ready to roll. And that by the time we get to September of of, of this year and we're playing our game, that he knows he's going to be even stronger and more confident then. So I mean, that's exciting, right? Because it all kind of comes down to how healthy he is. If If he is healthy, then I think we've got a good shot to, you know, have a really good offense with him. You know, if he's not, then it's kind of like who, you know, where are we? Is he just kind of on the field but limited? Is he um is it somebody else's job? Like what happened? So him being healthy is massive. Um, did you have any other big takeaways from you know either his or Johnson's press conferences, Freddie? Um, I wanted to touch on what Richie said about um more from UCF. I saw a lot of people discussing this while we get another DB. I think the first first thing first is when you think about the Florida State brand, you think about the 90s when we had those 
physical defenses. And to get back to the level that we need to be at, we got to have a nasty defense again. We've seen the things that Norvell can do on the offensive side of the ball. But our biggest question right now is this defense. So that's what we have to build around and bring in as many guys on the defensive side in as you possibly can. That's That'll never hurt. But um, I, I saw Justin's press conference. He said some things, a little bit of coach speak. But one thing that he said that stood out to me was when he said that as long as he buys in and tries to put the team first, then the plays will come. And hopefully he sticks to this. But guys just understanding that if you buy into the program and the things that your coach is trying to do, you're going to make plays. You're talented, you're going to make plays. You buy into the scheme, you're going to make plays. And these guys that come in and try to do their own thing, a lot of times you're going to get out there and you're going to embarrass yourself because you're, on the, you're not on the same page as everybody else. So if we can stick to that, we'll be in a good position. I love this mindset. Yeah, and uh, you know, going back to Jermaine Johnson, I, I thought I was really impressed with his press conference. Um, uh, you know, one takeaway I had, uh, he was talking about, you know, uh, Florida State, why he picked them, and it, you know, he was a he was in high school when Florida State won that national title. Freddie, when you were on the team with Jameis and them, and he brought that up. He's like, it wasn't that long ago that they won a national championship. This is still a, a very powerful brand, and he's excited to be here. Uh, and yeah, he knew he was going to be splitting reps at Georgia, which, you know, they don't really have any defensive ends take, you know, 60 snaps a game. They kind of split it up. So he, he's definitely here to put film out there for the NFL. But I think he's coming with the right mindset, too. You know, he he, he was very like Freddie said, you know, coach speak. He's an older guy. He he understands how to work the media, but he seemed genuinely excited and uh, had a lot of good things to say about Florida State, which, uh, you know, it's nice to hear that there are still players at the college age that no, we remember when Florida state was great and I'm coming here to try and get us back to that level. He made a comment that he thinks everything is in place for a successful season. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. But I was very impressed with both of their press conferences. Yeah. Milton said something similar as well. They asked him about that and he talks about doing that with UCF, right? UCF mm-hmm. uh, did, did UCF, I think UCF the year we won the national title won a, a BCS bowl. Um, or they they went yeah. to one for sure, but they, I, I'm pretty sure they beat Baylor in the Fiesta Bowl that year. Correct, yeah, a great game, and then they lost a ton, right? Like they were terrible for years or for a couple of years. Went 0 and 12, right? Yeah. Um, and then Milton came in and led them back. So he kind of said the same. Like he's like, hey, I've I've done this, you know, and I'm excited about this challenge. I'm excited to try and do it here at Florida State and uh, get the program back to where it needs to be. And um, yeah, they also asked him about what he wanted to do and and his next steps after Florida state. I mean, not to jump too far ahead, but I mean, obviously he's motivated because he wants to get back to the NFL or, or get to the NFL, but back in NFL consideration. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see both guys. I'm excited to see how the transfers pan out. I mean, you're not going to hit on every single transfer, um, but you're not going to miss on everyone either. You know, if you can hit on a few and obviously you really want to hit on Milton, but if you can hit on a few and raise the the level of competition and raise the floor, then, you know, it, it, it really just, like I said, raises raises all of that. So um, I'm excited to see what it looks like. Any other thoughts on press conferences, transfers, or anything else of that nature before we move on? I don't want to jump over anybody if you've got anything. Yeah, well, real quick, um, you know, and we won't spend a lot of time on this, but I did want to hit Florida State. Uh, I guess uh, Mike Norvell inspired Leonard Hamilton because he got in the portal as well. Um it, Got a commitment from a Houston guard, um, Caleb Mills, a very talented player, had eight games with 20-plus points as a freshman. He was a top 150 guy coming out of high school. Uh, you know, he can really score in bunches, and he's kind of the guy that we don't really have right now that can really just take anybody off the dribble anytime he wants, get to the basket, get some points. Uh, so we'll have him next year to replace Scotty Barnes, who, who will most certainly be in the league at that point. But I don't know if you guys caught uh, any of that. I know I'm kind of a basketball freak, but I, while we're talking transfer porter, I wanted to at least mention him. I mean, I didn't catch that. I, I wasn't super familiar with that. Um, what I do know is that it doesn't shock me that guys want to come play for Coach Hamilton yeah. <laughs> at all. Exactly. Um, so I, that's you know my biggest takeaway there. I, we're going to get into some pretty fun basketball talk in in a little bit but yeah i mean coach hamilton uh continue to improve his program and our program did not i, I mean and shocking anybody on this podcast so probably not anybody listening or watching as well freddie 
Yeah, I, I caught a little bit of it last week when it happened. I just was looking up some of his film and everything that Richie is saying is spot on. And I don't think we've had a guy like that, like you said, that can take a guy off the dribble from my remembrance since maybe Bacon. Um, Bacon's yeah. a guy that could do that consistently. So having somebody like that in to play for Coach Hamilton, team that you know is going to come in and play defense, play play sound the entire game, and have that guy in clutch moments that can get you a bucket, that'll be big. So off of – or through transfers and then back to – flipping back to football just really quickly – um, did you guys see a Fox sports writer, RJ young, uh, put Florida state in his way too early top 25 for 2021. What are your Richie, Freddie? What are your, is that too much? Is that doing too much already? Or what are your, what are your thoughts there? What's your, what was your initial thought when you saw it? Well, I'll tell you mine first. My initial thought when somebody tagged me and said FSU in the top 25, I thought it was like Fresno state. Like I've made that joke before. Like, oh look, FSU made the top twenty-five and Miami didn't. You know, like, because Fresno State. Now, I know nothing about. I don't know how good of a year Fresno State had this year. I have no clue. But that was my first thought. That was that they were trolling me, and then it that wasn't it. So what were, what was your first thought when you saw that, guys? So re- real quick, I'll, I'll read what he wrote and then I'll kick it to Freddie. But this was his reasoning for having Florida State in his top twenty-five. He says Mackenzie Milton was good enough to be considered a Heisman candidate at UCF in twenty seventeen and playing well in twenty eighteen before injuring his knee. Jermaine Johnson, who we just discussed, was the number one rated player coming out of JUCO when he signed with Georgia in twenty nineteen. Running back DJ Williams is a transfer from Auburn. All three are Seminoles now. That bodes well for FSU and Knowles coach Mike Norvell in year two. We'll find out what the Knowles are made of September 5th when they face Notre Dame. So with that reasoning, uh, Freddie, what, what are your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, I'm with him, man. Like I said earlier, man, it all comes down to what they do on that defensive side of the ball. We have every reason to be excited about this offense coming into year two, but we don't know what this defense is going to do. So if these guys can come in and make splash plays, Johnson, we hear everything about him, all all the high raves, but is he going to come in here and be consistent on a daily basis? Is he going to raise the play of his teammates? Is everybody else going to step up and take that next step forward? That's really what it comes down to. I think we we have an idea what the offense is going to do in year two, but we don't know at all what these defenses are going to do. But if we can do that, then things are looking up for us. Yeah, and I think the uh, the schedule's tough, man. You know, you're out of conference. You have, you know, Notre Dame. You have Florida. You get Jacksonville State, which is nice. Um, but then you obviously have Clemson, Miami. It's a tough schedule. So I don't know if finishing the top 25 is is there. But Freddie hit on it, man. What, what, what have we been missing the past few years? We haven't had a pass rush since Brian Burns left. And now Jermaine Johnson, we're hoping can, can he may not be as effective as Burns was because he led the nation in QB hurries that year. But it's still, you bring in three starters on the defensive side of the ball from the SEC. I think that's huge because they've, you know, they were starting for their team. Keir Thomas being the other one from South Carolina uh, and Jamie Robinson, the safety who we discussed. That's big. You know, the offense, I think they like what they have. And if Milton is, you know, even if he's 80% of what he was at UCF, that's a huge upgrade because he understands football, understands what a defense is doing. And, you know, I, I probably would not put Florida State in the top 25 preseason, but, uh, you know, it. it's hard to say. We saw Miami. They got shut out by Louisiana Tech 14-10 to 10 in their bowl game, hit the transfer portal market like crazy, and it had a pretty solid season until the end, which is kind of par for the course for them. But, yeah, they, we definitely added some pieces who can play from day one, and, and it, it'll be exciting. We can tell all kinds of lies this offseason, guys. That's the biggest thing. I've got my, uh, I've got my guy that – had us in the top 25 and um, none of the else, uh, none, none of nothing else really matters too much past that. Right. So um, I think it's probably a little much yeah. um, <laughs> like you said, the schedule is going to be tough, man. Like if Florida state could take a massive leap forward and seven and five, maybe the record, right? Like yeah. you kind of went over what the schedule yeah. looks like. I mean, I think you can, you can look at the schedule immediately and say that, I mean, you got three top 10 teams on there, right? Like yeah. three teams, two that went to the playoff. Another that yeah. played Alabama better than anybody in the country, right? On the road. Yeah. You know? Hang so, a banner. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's – I hate to say that's three losses right there, but that's going to be three really tough games. And yeah. then, you know, then you've got Miami and 
Um, they're never going to be so. Yeah, I guess North Carolina's back on the schedule would sound. Oh, that's easy. that's an easy win. <laughs> um, I'm not worried about that at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be tough. But you know, you s- somehow win one of those games and you yeah. find a way to beat Miami, and then you finish nine and three. And yeah, you. I mean, at that point, you're finishing like close to top ten. So yeah, I mean, maybe it's not too crazy. I think that, like you said, the the offense probably figures itself out like is in and keeps us in a lot of games and that's probably why they're so focused on the defensive transfers because they need to find somebody that's gonna you know you're not gonna hit on every transfer and so taking three defensive backs i mean you're gonna hit on one of them right like maybe two and so that's the thing like you're bringing those guys in to create that competition because it's not there right now and uh maybe shore up that defense a little bit the transition or the trend of college football right now is offense right like you look at teams like alabama and florida and all the teams that were up near the top, like they were, they were all offense. You're like nobody plays defense anymore. And so, like, I, if Florida State's offense can come and show up and compete, then yeah, I mean, I think we've got a, a good chance to to get back up in that in that kind of relevant discussion. Um, do you? What are your? If you, if I had asked you right now, what percent are you putting on our chances of finishing 2021 ranked? I'll let Freddie take this one first. <laughs> you got to go off history at this point. I, um, until we we are shown otherwise, based off the last few years, I know we're on a different staff. I just have to say 35% until we're shown otherwise. There's no reason for us to believe anything else, but hopefully they prove us wrong. Yeah, you're probably a little more bullish than I am right now. I'd, I'd say probably about 10, 15% chance right now. But Notre Dame loses a lot. And you get them at Doak. If you can upset them, you're going to be ranked after that week. And getting ranked is, you know, preseason rankings, they say they don't matter. They absolutely do because the teams that are ranked high have a better chance of finishing in the top 25 because they don't fall out as quickly. Um, So if if you beat Notre Dame, I'd say probably a 45% chance at that point. Um, If you lose to them, I'd say probably like a 5% because that's just going to kill you in the eyes of the voters. Yeah, I think that, you know, if it also matters how you play and how you look, you lose yeah. to Notre Dame by three opening night, you know, then that's a good, I hate this. It's a good loss, right? You uh, beat Miami, you, you get there, right? Like you um, lose to Clemson by less than 14. It's, it's a good loss. You know, like I hate to say it like that, but <laughs> anybody, anybody that loses to Clemson by less than 14, that's a good loss, right? Like, um, you know, and then you finish the year on the road at Florida, who is going to be going to have another good year. I mean, they, they don't play anybody outside of Georgia and Alabama. And so even if they lose those two, you know, and don't throw a shoe, I mean, they're going to finish. They're going to come into that game at nine and two. And so you lose to them by 10 to 14 again, like you've, you've got a chance at that point. Yeah. Right. So you, you just can't, you can't lose to, you can't lose to, I mean, first of all, you can't lose to any of the bad teams that we typically lose to a couple of year. Um, but you also can't take a 50 point loss to Clemson, you know? So, um, cause then they just know that your ranking is fake anyway. So, um, anyway, off of football for just a minute. And we didn't mention this at the start of the show because when Freddie dropped off, I completely had a brain fart and, and didn't, didn't even say this, but double fries, no slaw is brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can check out both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee and 2550 North Monroe. Appreciate all they do for us. Uh, I'm wearing my Big Three Roll-Up shirt, so if you want any Double Fries No Slaw merch, you can go to BigThreeRollUp.com, and it's right there on the front page. Um, (laughs) Transitioning from there to basketball, we had some fun basketball this week, and without further ado, we will start out our basketball segment like we always do with Richie Barnes' Basketball Minute. Richie, take it away. After a 15-day COVID-related hiatus, Leonard Alexander Hamilton and the Seminoles of Florida State took back to the court in the friendly confines of the TLCCC, hosting the Wolfpack of NC State. The evening got off to a prophetic start when Raekwon Michael Evans showed why he is considered one of the best deep threats in the league, connecting on a three-ball from the top of the key. It would be a back-and-forth affair early on, but that would last about as long as Kyle Trask's Heisman hopes. The pack would take an early 9-8 lead with a Jericho Helms mayonnaise layup. From there, 
It was lights out. Thanks for coming. Have a good night, NC State. As Florida State would be more accurate from the floor than Drew Brees was from the pocket this season. The Tribe would then go on a 31-6 run, leaving the Wolfpack shouting, Stop the count! Nathan Full Metal Jack was in his bag, contributing 18 points in just 12 minutes of action, including a bomb from the logo late as FSU huffed and puffed and blew NC State out, shooting a best in program history, 71% from the field, Florida State 105, Pac-73. But the Knolls weren't done terrorizing teams from Tobacco Road just yet as they played host to roll it out there, Roy, in the North Carolina Tar Heels Saturday afternoon. The Tribe would be shorthanded as they were without the services of freshman Phenom Scotty Barnes in this one, but in the end, it wouldn't matter. The magnificent N.J. Walker and Raekwon Fifty Shades of Grey would rise to the occasion, combining to drop a 40-burger, but the good guys would need a little more help than that. Kerwin Bill Walton would prove to be a thorn in the side for the Tribe most of the night, connecting four times from deep with the game hanging in the balance. Big Balsa Copra Bicha did it all. The sensational Serbian hit a jumper, blocked a shot, stole a ball, all in less than a minute of action. A few minutes later, the big man was rewarded for running the floor as Recon Evans found him in transition for a thunderous dunk, giving State a 52-43 point lead just before the under-12-minute timeout. The Tar Heels would fight their way back into the game, much like Matt Brown and Sam Howell, but the outcome was the same as it was in Doke as it was in the Tuck. New Bloods 82, Blue Buds 75. Those get uh, – let me get out of the solo land. Those get more and more fun every week. They are a lot more fun when we win too. Yes. <laughs> actually, when we win, you actually do them. So, like, that's the best, <laughs> that's the best part of them. Um, Hunter, I hope you enjoyed that loss because that was payback for not only you beating us, uh, beating the Knolls, but for you ruining my perfect season at, at Liberty, my chance to, com- you know – Say that we were national champions. Oh, and cool. a real oh, no. side, quick side note: I I will say I I did take some money off Hunter from that one. He he's in a group chat with a lot of Florida State fans from our uh, fantasy football league, and he bet like three of us uh, on NC State straight up. So he he did not have a great day that night, but we appreciate the support, Hunter. <laughs> um, man, yesterday's game. I only saw the highlights. I was in a baby shower during it, but I'm I'm glad I didn't watch it live because I was like on my phone like freaking out just watching the score center so i couldn't imagine if i actually watched the game but when they when they were coming back man i was nervous but uh thoughts about the i mean obviously we just got richie's a lot of richie's thoughts freddie what were thoughts on if it i did not i thought if it, i thought we were going to come back pretty rusty but we were anything but rusty this week you know so thoughts on uh thoughts on ham and the boys yeah i was i'm, I'm exactly like you i was out doing something and i'm watching the score on the ESPN. I'm like, yo, what's, what's going on? We're not going to blow this, are we? But we ended up pulling it out, and I'm sorry, him. I should have never doubted you. Rich, you slapped me, man. I'm tripping. But <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we pulled it out. That's UNC, two L to the nose this year, man. Yeah, and it, it was a really exciting game. I mean, it, from start to finish, and it's one of those ones where, you know, football fans, it's a little different. If you watch football, you know, momentum doesn't swing as quickly as it does in basketball. But it was it was back and forth for the start of the game. Uh, you know, I mentioned in the minute Walton that uh, you know that we kept leaving him open. He hit four threes on us, but he's really all the offense they had going and and really spread it out. What I was most impressed with, and I think it, you know we, we had 15 days between games. I can tell Leonard Hamilton said to those guys, "Get your ass to the free throw line and practice." <laughs> they, they did not miss a single free throw against NC State. And yesterday, Florida State was like 25 of 25. MJ Walker, like 94% on the season, comes to the line. And the announcer's talking about, oh, they haven't missed a free throw in two games. And sure enough, he misses that one. But it's good to see the free throw shooting vastly improve. That's something that, you know, if if that trend had continued where they're shooting, you know, 65% or so throughout the season, you're losing games that way. But if you're shooting, you know, 90 plus percent and that won't, that trend won't continue either, but if they can settle around like 70, 75%, I'll feel much better. Um, but yeah, they, like I said, they, they shot 71% from the field against NC state, a program record and the best by any ACC team since 2000. So it was, they were just unconscious. I think NC state made like 11 threes and lost by 32. Like that, that never happens. Uh, just a great week of basketball. Uh, MJ Walker continues to be the, the veteran leader that we need. And it was good to see that even without Scotty Barnes uh, against UNC, you fill in Raekwon Evans, you know, Nathaniel Jack gets in there, get some time, and they they took care of business. So a great week for FSU Hoops. 
Yeah, it absolutely was. I'm, you know, get Richie out of here. This solo layout thing's kicking my tail. But uh, so, yeah, no. Like I said before, we kind of gave our thoughts. I thought they would potentially come out rusty with being off that long, and and they just look. I mean, it's just it's just such a testament. Like Hamilton does everything. Like I bet he cooks it better eggs than you've ever had anybody cook in your life. Like just everything he's done. I'm just so serious. Like everything he does is just so. Um, so on point, right? Like just with the most excellence, like, I don't know, dude, dude is just, you know, had the team ready. We see so many teams just come out flat, just like on just any day. It was a weird tip off time, six 30, like who tips off at six 30, you know, like <laughs> on Tuesday. Night. So anyway, fantastic. Um, did we talk about, uh, who Florida state has, uh, coming up this week? Do we know what the schedule looks like at all? Yeah, so they they'll it's a quick turnaround. So they got to play at Louisville on Monday night. You know, big Monday after playing a Saturday game. That's typically not a recipe for success. Um, so definitely nervous about that game. But you know, Ham he he's kind of owned Louisville in recent years too. So we'll see. They're ranked 16th in the country, nine and two on the season. Uh, and then Florida State will have a, a nice little mini break after that game. Yeah, excited for. I mean, they're such a bright spot. <laughs> I mean, I know that like football's coming back. We're going to be back. I get it. But they're such a bright spot. Like <laughs> whenever we're, uh, whenever we're sad about anything else. Um, any other basketball thoughts before we have uh, kind of a new announcement? And then Richie's going to tell you guys about uh, a new partner. But any other basketball thoughts, Freddie, Richie? No, anytime you go 2-0 and against uh, teams from the triangle, that's, that's a great week. So we'll, we'll just leave it at that. All right, tell us about we have a new uh new partner, new sponsor. What what's going on? Uh something here. Richie, you you tell yeah, the people about it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this one because uh, anyone who listens know that you know TJ Freddie and myself all like to dabble in the uh, sports betting world. Um so mybookie.ag is, is on board with double fries no slaw. And right now they are offering a 50% match of your first deposit when you use the code no slaw. Um, we have the link out on Twitter. We'll put it out on Facebook, uh, um, everywhere you need it. But, you know, we got the divisional round today. So it, if you're listening live, you can go sign up and, and bet on, you know, the two big games tonight. And then next week we have a conference championship week, followed by the Super Bowl two weeks after that. Super pumped. Again, it's mybookie.ag. They're going to match 50% of your first deposit and free play. Throw in 100 bucks, you're going to have 150 bucks to bet with. It's hard to beat. It's the largest bonus in the industry. They also, this is really key for anyone who uses these offshore sites like I do understand. Uh, they have the highest credit card acceptance rate in the industry. I, I've used other books where I try to use, you know, my Amex or something and it just gets flagged, it gets denied. It's not because it's at the limit, but they, um, uh, these credit card companies are, are really difficult sometimes, but my bookie accepts them all and they'll pay you out in 48 hours, which is anyone who gambles online knows that that's one of the biggest things is how quickly can I get paid? They pay you out in 48 hours. Again, 50% match of your first deposit. Use the code myslaw at no bookie. No slaw, no yeah, the code no slaw at mybookie.ag. We're really excited. I made the switch when they uh, signed on with us and I'm going to be betting both NFL games today through my bookie myself later today. Yeah, no doubt. I definitely am doing a deposit as soon as we get off of this podcast. Um, and then, Bet in both games. I'm gonna. I what do you, what do you? I mean, what, what did you take in the first game? Let's talk about that real quick. I'm gonna. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm gonna tease the. Uh, I'm gonna tease the Chiefs down to a closer win because that line's dropping a little bit. So I'm gonna get it under a field goal, and then I'm gonna tease the Bucks up. I'm not super confident in the Bucks winning, but I'm yeah. super confident in them not losing by two scores. So I think they keep it close. Uh, what did you do? So I'm. A, I think the last line I saw was nine and a half for the Browns and Chiefs. I'm probably taking the Chiefs to cover. I just think I think that's a backdoor cover for the net positive for the Chiefs this week. I think it'll be a fairly good game, but I, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes uh, in uh, Arrowhead Stadium with the war chant blaring over the loudspeakers. And then uh, nobody, don't, don't listen to my Bucks advice. I'm going to bet the Bucks money line, but that's more because I'm a Homer fan who hasn't seen us play in a playoff game this big in 18 years. So that's just me. <laughs> being a homer so don't take my advice on the bucks but uh bet with what you guys think what about you freddie i know i know you're getting in on some action today yeah i'm taking i'm taking the chiefs and i was kind of 
torn between that last that last game. I think the Bucks are gonna pull it out. So I'm gonna take the Bucks right. money line. So there we go. It's just hard to beat Brady three times, and I think they're gonna make Breeze uncomfortable today. It's never happened before. Brady's never lost to the same team three times in one season. Part of that. You're playing in the AFC East, where the Patriots are the only representative in the playoffs every year. So, <laughs> yeah, that's like a that's like a cheating stat. That's like I've, <laughs> you know, I've, never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going. I'll tell you guys off air. But anyway, um, talking about some NFL playoffs, I'm excited to lay down some some big bread on the games. What uh, what do you guys? Did you watch the games yesterday? Did you catch out any of the action? We had first up. The uh, Packers and Rams. Packers got out to a big lead. Rams cut it to one score. Shout out Cam Akers, yes, who, sir. Was, who was the Rams' only chance in that game. And then the Packers ended up scoring late to make it two scores and uh, kind of take it away. But And then the second game, what happened? Oh, the Bill, the Ravens just couldn't get anything going all day. Lamar went out, and that game was over. But that game wasn't great. So did you guys watch the games yesterday? What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I think um, just watching that Packers game, listen, at this point, it's going to be hard to stop Aaron Rodgers and that team over there. I was I was going into the game, I wasn't really sure just the performance that the Rams put on a week ago against the Seahawks. I thought it would be tough on those guys, but they looked dominant, and their coaching staff was able to scheme these guys open the whole entire game then you put you bring in Aaron Jones and that running attack that they have and combine that with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, it looks scary. And then that defense comes in with that pass rushing critical situations. It's gonna be hard to stop them on the on that their side. I see them as one of the teams in the Super Bowl. So it's gonna be hard to stop them. And that game in the evening, that was it was a that was a boring ass game. I ain't even gonna lie to you. It was a boring game. Yeah, that was probably one of the worst playoff games I've seen. But the Bills, they pulled it out, and I think they'll they'll give the Chiefs a challenge. I'm picking the Chiefs tonight. They'll give the Chiefs a challenge next week, but I still see the Chiefs and the Packers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so I was watching the Rams and Packers, and not a great game, but still good enough to keep your interest. Uh, awesome, man, to see Cam Akers have that kind of performance in back-to-back weeks in his first two playoff games. Um, our other guy, Jalen, had had a little bit of a rougher time, but that's just great schemes by the Packers. And, you know, the touchdown where they, they put him in motion and just to get a quick pass to him. It, you know, Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in the league as far as getting off the line of scrimmage, right? He, he gets that separation quick. He's just so good at that. Jalen didn't play bad. He he still had a really good game, um, but that, that was tough to see. But I'm I'm with you, man. The, the Packers are, are going to be a really tough out, whether it's the Bucks or Saints up there next weekend in Lambeau. Um, and then I'm not gonna lie, I, I watched like the first five minutes of the um, Bills game, and then I fell asleep on the couch. Woke up and I'm like, oh, I didn't miss anything. <laughs> this game was horrible, according to all my group chats and everything. But shout out to Bills Mafia, man. Uh, they they won their first playoff game in 25 years ago last week. And now they're going to the AFC championship game. If uh, Bill's mafia, man, I saw videos of them out in the streets in Buffalo jumping through tables while the cops were saying, clear the streets. Uh, That's gotta be cool. I'm happy for that fan base. Um, So a lot of good stuff yesterday. Uh, Not a whole lot of exciting things. I'm hoping today we see much more exciting and just overall better football games. Yeah, for sure. And I think we will in the, in the second game, I, yeah. I don't – the Chiefs kind of start slow at times, so yeah. I, I really kind of like the Browns' first half. But as soon as I take that, like Mahomes will come out and score <laughs> on the first three drives. It'll be 21-3, to three, and I'll just be like, why did I doubt this guy? But <laughs> I don't know that that game is going to be great, but I do think the next game will be really good. Um, Todd Bowles – I mean, we could talk about that game a little bit because I know that that's the one we all care about the most. But Todd Bowles need to switch, needs to switch some things up. Um and we need to bring a little more pressure. Not having um, Vita Vea in there in the middle has really proven detrimental in these games. Um, but if we don't get, if we sit back in a zone and, and don't get pressure on, oh, we're screwed. Yeah, Breeze, like he'll just pick us apart, and th- they'll score. Uh, this game to me screams first to thirty-one. You know, first team to thirty-one probably is going to win, and. And they'll get there easily if, if we sit back in a zone. Like, it, it won't even, you know, they'll dink and dunk for seven, eight yards at a time. And and the, the difference is that 
New Orleans has gotten really good pressure on Tampa both times that they've played. And so if both of those things happen again, uh, Brady does not look comfortable with any kind of pressure still. And really he just hasn't all year. Um, I mean, nobody, nobody's great with pressure, right? But, um, you know, then it'll be a similar outcome. But I think it'll be better. I think the Bucks will look better than they did the last game. It's hard to look much worse, um, you know. But uh, I think that the <laughs> – I think New Orleans minus three is a trap for sure. The problem is I don't know which way a trap it is, right? Like I don't know if – you know, like, I, you know, I don't know if that's a trap to say like, no, the Bucks are about to win this thing or – we just bet that or we place that line. So you bet on the box and the new Orleans wins by like 15 again. So the line is definitely a trap. I don't yeah. see new Orleans winning this game by three, uh, but I just don't know which way it's going to yeah. go. <laughs> so. I, I think it's huge for Tampa Bay. You know, obviously there was that 38 to, I think it was 38, three or whatever it was in Tampa when new Orleans just, you know, it, it was assault on the bucks that night, but they also were missing Ali Marpet, you know, our, our starting guard, who's one of the best in the league. Um, and that's kind of the series of games the Bucks were struggling when they didn't have him. When he came back, it, it just seemed to click. So having him back, having him healthy, Mike Evans should be healthy. Hopefully Chris Godwin can remember how to catch a football this weekend. And I, I think there's a really good chance that the Bucks pull this out. Beating a, a good team three times in, in one season is tough to do. Uh, I'd be a little bit more worried if you know there was a full stadium in the Superdome because that that's you know that that's one of the best home field advantages in the entire NFL right up there with Kansas City so I, i'm excited i like you said don't play off this you can't let michael thomas catch the ball you know 2 yards from the line of scrimmage and turn it into you know an 11 yard gain all all day you're going to have to play some press i understand you can't do that the whole time but drew brees can't get the ball downfield he just he doesn't have that ability anymore and Taysom hills out today as well as um Murray uh, Kamara's backup. I think that's helpful. So it, we could see a, a Jameis sighting today, potentially. Sounds like he'll be, uh, you know, QB two today. So uh, I'm just excited. I think it'll be a great game. Like, like I mentioned, uh, you know, fun rivalry with me and the wife. I know uh, both of you guys like the Bucks uh, as well. So I, I'm just excited about it. Yeah, I, I like the Bucks unless Jameis gets in the game. If Jameis gets <laughs> the game, everything changes. It's yeah, it's day boot time. That's bad but, um, news. After everything, like just looking at this play, these playoff scenarios, I know we picked the Chiefs to win, but just imagine the hype around the AFC championship between the Bills and the Browns if the Browns pull the upset. Awesome. All the story, history between like these organizations, it would be crazy. The Browns having those 0 16 years and the Bills having not been in the playoffs for so long. That'd be crazy. That'd be awesome. I'm, that's what I'm pulling for, man. I'm. Again, I think the Chiefs are too much in Arrowhead, but I'm pulling for the Browns because I would love to see two fan bases that have just been miserable for two decades playing for a conference championship. That would be the coolest thing to see. Yeah, and speaking of the NFC side, like either way, the NFC championship is going to be elite. You know, like obviously, um, you know, I mean, it doesn't even matter either way that that this goes like either Brady Rogers or Breeze Rogers is yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I honestly think now I, I don't think the Browns could, um, but I think every team that's left right now could win the Super Bowl. I don't have a lot of confidence that the Browns could, but, um, you know, you already saw the if the Bucks can get through today I mean, you already saw them beat Green Bay once. And I don't think that they would blow. No, uh, them out, especially with how Rogers is playing right now. Like they are just on another level right now. But um, any team left could win. Buffalo could win. Uh, Kansas City obviously is still your favorite. So a um, lot of lot of fun there. Um, you go, go to your head. Who who's the Super Bowl champ? Because I I'm probably right now as of this second going with Green Bay. Yeah, because exactly. Aaron Rodgers is one of the most petty people in the world. And the Packers drafting Jordan Love at quarterback behind him, he was really upset. And then he goes out and throws a career best 48 touchdowns. He's like, Yeah, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon, guys. I'm going with Green Bay as well. I, their defense worries me. And so I could see them getting into a game and, and not being able to move the ball. Buffalo's defense looked so good last mm -hmm. night. So um, their defense worries me. And so, you know, I think that if, 
you know, like I, I think Green Bay, New Orleans next week would be really, really interesting if, if the Saints win today, just because New Orleans' defense is is really good, and I think they'd score on Green Bay's defense. Um, so I don't know, but I, I mean, Rodgers is playing better right now than anyone else in in football, and so I'll take the. I mean, give me the best quarterback any day of the week, and that's who I'm usually going to ride with, Freddie. Yeah, I'm gonna take the pack as well, and you got Rodgers, but that running attack. I don't think anybody right now has the, the rushing attack that the Packers have, and I think if they get up against a team like the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, that'll that'll dictate everything. They'll be able to control the clock a little bit and keep Mahomes off the field. Um, Richie, you mentioned uh, Marpe being back. Did the Bucks lose an offensive lineman this week? Didn't we have an injury uh, against Washington? And who who is out? I don't know the offensive line as well as I should. Sorry. Yeah, nor do I. I just know Marpet obviously, and then um, Tristan Worse because he, he's been outstanding as a rookie. Um, but I believe you are down one person. But I, I don't like think we'll have- had, like, like Ryan Jensen had to come in last week, right? For yeah, and, and I don't think it'll be the same impact a, a, as Marpet because I think he's. Like I said, he's so valuable. Then you're you're playing musical chairs on the offensive line, like Florida State fans are so used to seeing the, in recent years. But I'm, yeah, I, I, there's no excuses if the Bucks lose. They have all the pieces they need today. So I'm not. You won't hear me say, "Oh, if we had this guy." Now, if Brady goes out on the first drive of the game, obviously, you know, the, I have an excuse at that point. But it, as the roster is heading into the game, it, no excuses for losing to a team three times in one season. So it, it's time to, you know put up or shut up. So uh, let's see what happens. Appreciate um, D middle 47, Alex Kappa, the right guard. Is out. Um, so yeah, I don't think that's enough to say the game is going to go one way or the other, but um, you mentioned Hill being down for New Orleans. I think that's a good thing for New Orleans. I think uh, sometimes, I think sometimes uh, I've seen it been quoted on Twitter, so I didn't come up with this, but sometimes as good of a coach as Peyton is, he totally goes galaxy brain and, you know, <laughs> Goes with, you know, puts a tight end in instead of like a top five quarterback ever to just pick up the six or seven yards on third down. You're like, all right, I get it. So if something does happen to, um, you know, oh, how, I mean, Freddie mentioned this, but how bucks would it be for Jameis to come in and, and, and be the, be the reason that the bucks lose this game? Like, I couldn't be bad at that point. Like, I mean, that, wouldn't, but like, what do you do? <laughs> would that be the most bucks thing ever? Like, I just could not yeah. imagine a more bucks scenario. Like, the guy you cut, not not like Jameis comes in when the Saints are up fourteen and holds on to the lead, but like yeah. it's tied up or something, and like he comes in and wins the game. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. it would be. I mean, I'd have fun on Twitter. So anyway, uh, gonna be like, fun. Do you, do you remember that 2018 Bucks Patriots game? I think it was like a Thursday night where. Jameis played unbelievable and Brady was just a little too much at the end. So how poetic would that be if Jameis gets in and it's like, you know, 17 to 17 heading to the, you know, midway through the third quarter. And then it's all right. It's Jameis versus Brady and, and he redeems himself. So uh, I'll say this, if Jameis comes in, I will not be rooting against him at all. I I want nothing for the best for that kid. Just hope that every team that gets the ball from that point scores. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, and that you got, and that the Bucks have the, and that your team has the ball last, right? Like that's yeah, kick a field goal as time expires. But Jameis is like, you know, 10 for 12, 200 yards in like a 20 minutes of action. Funny. I remember that, that week five, I was in Tallahassee. What a weekend this was. That was the week, uh, or that was the night before FSU lost to Miami. Yeah. And so, um, man, what a weekend that was. I was at, we went to Hobbit. And then we went to uh, Bulls after that on a Thursday night. Um, I don't remember much after the game, but uh, yeah, no, the Bucks had a the Bucks had something like a fourth and like a final play within twenty five yeah. yards. Um, had a great chance to 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 go win the game, and you know uh, it was second. It was three seconds left on the nineteen, and you know kind of just back all your guys up and. It's a very low percentage play, but yeah, fun game. So we'll see what happens today. I I don't think Jameis gets in because I, I haven't seen the Bucks get any pressure on Breeze yet. So I don't know that, that, that he's in any danger of getting hurt. Well, that, that weekend, uh, man, I was so mad. I remember that because obviously Florida State was supposed to play Miami. Um, so me and the wife set up a California vacation for our bye week. 
which ended up being the hurricane delayed the Miami game. And we're in California for that game. Um, so I remember just watching that in, in San Francisco. At the, I found the FSU San Francisco bar, entered the raffle. There's like 50 people there. And I won a game more in Jersey. I think it was Jabaris Little, like a tight end that played for us. But it was like the pro combat jerseys from 2009, if you remember those. So I, I have one of those game worn jerseys just sitting in my house right now. That's hilarious. <laughs> those pro combat jerseys are incredible. They're nice, yeah. No complaints with that. <laughs> um, I think that's all we've got for today. Uh, do you guys have anything else that you have going on? Any shout outs? Anything you want to say before we go? Kind of a quick show. We'll be back next Sunday for sure. Um, but uh, anything else, guys? Uh, that's that's it for me. Just going to enjoy this NFL playoff Sunday. and Hopefully my team's end up winning. I'm going to place my bets on the MyBookie app right now. Hopefully everything pans out and y'all make sure to go place your bets as well. Yeah, yeah I, I'm excited. I actually uh, signed the wife up for my bookie and put 50 bucks in her account for her. So j- just to have some fun and introduce her. But uh, I want to shout out Freddie's girl. Man, uh, she made some awesome double fries, no slaw cups. Uh, we did a giveaway. They look outstanding. Like I would pay for these. They, they look that good. Um, so shout out her, man. That's awesome. And yeah, I'm just excited. Uh, I kind of wish the Bucks had the first game so I don't have to sit around nervous for the next four hours. But you know, that's when you got the Brady versus Breeze, it's going to be prime time. And this today was a giveaway, huh? I forgot all about that. <laughs> no, 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 next week, next week, next, next week. week. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. So people got a week to go. So if you go to the Instagram and you like the post, tag a couple friends, make sure you're following um, the accounts on there that you have to be following. We will get you. Uh, entered to win that so go check out our instagram double fries pod uh, facebook and twitter youtube patreon all the same thing double fries pod check it out and uh subscribe everywhere we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening uh freddie before we go you've been getting a ton of traction on your book man talk to us about your i started it last night um so i finished up another book uh two days ago i started it last night tell us about tell the people that are listening about your book let's shout it out a little bit let's tell people where they can get it and uh, go ahead, I'll, I'll shut up. Um, just a book that talks about all the different obstacles I overcame in my life for accomplishing some of the things that I was blessed to go on and accomplished, overcoming homelessness, um, coming out of poverty, just a lot of different obstacles. And you'll dig into some of those things that I didn't discuss in the book and just transitioning to life after football and I think it's something that surprisingly has resonated to people that aren't even in the sports field. Just once you chase this dream your whole entire life and it's no longer a reality, trying to figure out who you truly are. You go through a phase of self-discovery, depression, confusion, just trying to piece everything together. And during that time, I found myself on a dark road where I ultimately got tired of some things that almost cost me my life, but I ended up finding purpose in the midst of that. And just to know that everything that I've been through has been impacting lives. It's just been a blessing. And yeah, people have been, they've been responding to very responsive. People have been reaching out to me saying that they love the story. I had a few people surprisingly, like you hear people say that you saved their life and you think they're just, oh, I don't really, but like somebody really reached out to me and told me that they were suicidal in my book help them get through it. So it's been, it's been a blessing. And I just, I'm just happy that people taking the time out to hear my story and hope that it continues to impact lives across the country. The book is trials to triumph. Where can people get them? I got a website out right now. I just dropped it. It was, I was sending everybody to Amazon, um, but you can go to trials of triumph com on there. You'll have the Amazon link. You'll have the Barnes and Noble link. It's on Walmart and other other web bookstore websites. And then you'll have the option to email me to get a personalized copy. So that's the that's your best bet. But I know a lot of people have been reaching out trying to get personalized copies, and that makes it a little easier. Get a personalized copy, and all those other websites that Freddie mentioned. There's nothing wrong with them, but let's cut out the let's cut out the middleman and cut out their cuts. So get a personalized copy from Freddie and. Let's go with that. Um, well, no, I, I, part of me likes when they go on those websites because I'm competitive. So, like, a lot of people have been getting those personalized copies, and then I go back and look at the number. I'm like, yo, 
I know I'm not a top seller on here, but I know <laughs> copies, man. Like, yeah. We do about this. yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Like I said, I started mine. I'm I'm gonna get through it quickly so I can leave my Amazon review. Um, but yeah, no, if you've if you've gotten it and you read it, go leave a review for yeah. Freddie as well. Super helpful. And uh pick up a copy of that because I started last night. I can tell you I'm already uh I'm already enjoying it. I'm, like I said, I told these guys off air, we're dropping my kids off at my in-laws. So as soon as this Bucks game's over, I'm gonna finish up the rest of it. I don't have a pod to do tonight, so I can't write. So um all right, any shout outs before we get out of here? Well, I gotta shout out my girl, man. Name Richie shout her out before I did. <laughs> <laughs> you get in trouble. Yeah, I'm gonna get in trouble, man. But yeah, shout shout out to you, man. But yeah, hit her up. I know I had a few people reach out um about some cups for her. Just she's been doing pretty much everything. And she just did that. We were just chilling and she just came up to me one day with the cups. She's like, yeah, look what I worked on. I'm like, oh, I ain't been working on this the whole time. But, <laughs> but yeah, she um she's getting great with it. It's crazy. Like, and she um kind of uses this as a motivational piece during the pandemic. Um, she just started doing it as a hobby and she was posting her cups just trying to pass time and then people started like blowing her up with orders and she just turned it into a business. So for anybody out there that's struggling during this pandemic, like whatever you're passionate about, go, go for it. Cause she found something that she's passionate about during this pandemic and she's making a living off of it. And she can take custom orders too. Like I've, I, I hate, I'm probably gonna have to have her make my wife in Alabama one and buy that. But does she, does she do like custom orders for anything? Yeah, custom orders. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I don't have any shout outs really today. Uh, just, you know, uh, the goat, Tom Brady, you know, don't let me down. And, and uh, Lindsay, my wife, you know, hey, let's get through another night without a fight. And I'm excited. So uh, let's go. Cool. Um, Richie, you're riding high right now on life. What song are we uh, getting out of here with? for uh bucks bucks game day so i, I may be setting myself up here but give me and i know you i know you are. <laughs> i i know growing up in the area you know it give me uh crazy and jit welcome to raymond james do you remember that song tj i can yeah it's on youtube you'll find it it's all right it's it's the it's a song that the local rapper crazy came it. out with uh and uh, from Tampa, he released it during the Super Bowl run before they won it, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. So I'm trying to speak it into the universe today. <laughs> what's What's the funniest is that this is not going to drop until tomorrow morning at five a.m. Yeah, so like, I'm setting myself yeah, up. Here like, eventually. There's, I mean, at best, this game's a coin flip, right? Like it's a 50 yeah. flip. So like, there's a 50 chance that everybody's gonna be. Laughing at you listening to this, or 50% yeah. chance like everybody's gonna be hyped listening to this because the Bucks won tonight. So we'll find out. That's <laughs> hilarious. All right, guys. Um, we'll see you same time next week. If you watch this, if you could share it, uh, like it, subscribe to all our channels, we would appreciate it. Um, uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you're listening to it tomorrow morning, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. You guys have a good week. Who you with, dog? With the Bucks, dog. You sure you ain't with the skins? All the way, Raymond James, dog. Chad Wallace, dog. Man, you crazy. Dolphins? Fucking is, dog. Cowboys? I'm talking about the Bucks. Yo, welcome to Tampa, home of the Raymond James. Where the Bucks put it down and they bring the pain. Man, you hear them cannons shooting. All the fans rooting. Rookies and child's play. Now that we got John Gruden, every game off the chain. Now that Chuck's in here. And you gon' walk the plank if you ain't a Buccaneer. What's up in here? We got the other team fans leaving. Cause I need put the offense out for the season. Tap Brooks, John Mention all three Johnson, Simeon, Sean King. Y'all don't want problems. McCardell, Grammatica. Who you gonna get, man? The start, Mike All-Star, and my boy Pittman. Everybody's chatting, cheering, and bragging about the new box who play like all mad and on your back spratting is what we putting, y'all. Get your beer and your grills. It's time for football. Welcome to the field where the Bucks play at the Raymond James down in Tampa Bay. John Gruden got the team off the chain this year. Cause the Glazers want a Super Bowl ring this year. Yo, welcome to the field. Where the Bucks play at the Raymond James down in Tampa Bay. John Gruden got the team off the chain this year. Cause the Glazers want a Super Bowl reign this year. Come on. Yo, Jit, who you with, dawg? I'm with the Bucks. I'm with the Bucks, dawg. You ain't with checking them, dawg. I'm tip of the shit. Checking them, dawg. Candace going on. Represent them. Represent them. I'm a Buccaneer fan and I'ma stay with them. On top of the ship in Tampa Bay with them. Other teams forfeit. Scared to play with them. Ain't no losing in the Rimmage Ain't Stadium. We made chickens out of Falcons. Cubs out of Bears. Kittens out of Lions. True ball players.
Bears, Dudley, Walker, Barbara, McFarlane, Dexter, Jackson, Buccaneers, falling after Brett Favre all quarterbacks. We damage other team. Kiffin taught him that. Buccaneers back breaking teams like dishes. What you know about Stucker and Gerald Vicious? Christy, Kelly, can't let you leave without seeing the games from the BUCs. Dilda suited up, ready to go shine. Lights, camera, action, Bucks, it's showtime. Our offense tough, our defense rough, go Bucks, go Bucks. Ain't no other team stopping us, go Bucks, go Bucks. In the Raymond James, we do our thing Every time we stole them cannons, bang If you want to see a game, go Bucks, go Bucks It's Peter, that got me some good tickets, not nah. Yo, I told you what we were gonna do to Brett Favre, Favre, Favre How do you say it? I don't know his name And um, Michael Vick, man, I crawl faster than him He ain't get no... <laughs>